I'm your plastic and enthusiastic host, Rila Fever. I'm your fantastic classic host, Will Kowser. And then keep up next time, bro. Whoa. Jamie Taco saying my lines <laughs> faster than I can. Yeah. Wow. I got that Pegasus energy. Guys, we're okay. We're okay. The podcast isn't over. It's going to be okay. We're okay. I'm okay. Will's okay. Everybody's all right. We're going to be fine. I got that Pegasus energy in me. We got we got content. We got bits. We got goose. We got laughs. It's okay. Fairytopia took something from us, but it's back. We're fine. I'm good. I'm healing. How about you? I'm good. Yeah. This was a fun one. Yeah. I thought that it was over, legitimately. I, yeah. <laughs> after Fairytopia, I thought it was all going to just keep getting worse. And I think it will be. And I think we'll reach a point much lower than Fairytopia for probably most of the rest of this Barbie series. But, but we, got, we got, there's, there's, there's peaks and valleys. There's good stuff in and there, too. And are the too. peaks going to peak a little less tall? Maybe. But there's, there's still some peaks, you know? Do you want to... Tell everybody what we watched. Barbie, magic. Hmm. Barbie, magic of Pegasus. I think it's Barbie and the magic of Pegasus. <laughs> this one's hard. Which I thought my entire life that it was Barbie and the magic of the Pegasus, but no, it's just magic of Pegasus. Which there are a a lot of Pegasi. Yeah. In this. Yeah. I'd wager seven or eight. Yeah. And none of them. You want to know something? Hmm. None of them have magic. Yeah, they're all just kind of winged horses. They're just horses with wings. Yeah. Which I would you know, say never is thought about that. magical in the way that like a good double stuff Oreo is magical. Yeah. But there's no magic. You ever been to a rodeo? With the Pegasus. You ever been to a rodeo and watched the cool girls race their horses through barrels? I'd, Ma- I'd magical. Say magic. But I wouldn't say that these these they're riding a magical horses. horse. They're riding a magical horse. Yes, we're really tripling down on the sleepover energy. Welcome once again to the studio. If you're watching us, uh, this is the sleepover room. Yes. is what we've called this room because, yes. as you can see, there's a futon directly behind me. There is a full bed, and then directly behind Rio, there is a bunk bed. So two more beds. So we're talking maximum occupancy if you really squeeze. What are we talking, like seven? Uh, yeah, I think we fit five five people in here last time. So We had a little housewarming party. We moved into a new apartment. Uh, by a new apartment, I mean my parents' basement, which does feel fitting for <laughs> <laughs> talking about on a Barbie podcast yeah. in a weird way, right? <laughs> so we invited, um, we had a little housewarming party. Yes. And a part of that was... Watching Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus, because if you're listening to this, it means that you are a close personal friend of ours. Yeah. (laughs) And you know that we like watching Barbie and you like watching Barbie with us. Yeah. And so we just invited some people over and watched Barbie. And it was a good one. I will say it was a more fun viewing experience, just the more sleepover you get. But a worse podcast experience because I took no notes and was just having a good time riffing <laughs> yeah. and goofing live during the watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how much of this movie still exists for me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it. We, we had a great time. Everyone really enjoyed watching it. We had some people who were new to Barbie movies. We had some people who loved this one as a kid. 
some people who didn't really vibe with it. What was your experience with Barbie and the magic of Pegasus? Um, so a note for those of you who have probably seen this, as you may know, that this movie came out with a 3D option. So you got the DVD, and that's my experience, is I had the DVD, and we had the 3D option, which this didn't show up at all in the movie that we were watching because it wasn't 3D. Um, our, our stolen pirated version that we were showing everybody, but there, there would be, um, the little polar bear shiver occasionally would pop up in like a little pink circle at the bottom of the screen with like 3d glasses. And then that's how you would know to put, put them on. on. Um, so that's my experience. Cause it would suck to wear them the whole time. Yeah, it was just a little like cardboard, like cereal box. 3D Hold glasses. them up to your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, and we lost we lost ones, and so then my my babysitter brought Shark Boy and Lava Girl ones for David to use. So I remember the Shark those. Boy and Lava Girl ones. Yes, but I've never seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but I, I have used the 3D glasses. 3D's a bad experience. Uh, and it's a little spooky in this movie too. There's, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's lots of vegetables getting thrown around in this movie, and that Ooh, was a little. A you little always say spooky. that. I do always say that. I'm like, oh, Barbie Magic of the Pegasus, Barbie Magic of Pegasus. Oh, Barbie, Ma- let me take that again. Oh, Barbie Magic of Pegasus 3D. That's a lot of vegetables. That's a lot of vegetables. That's a lot of vegetables. You know what's the only thing worse than watching a movie in 3D? Mm. Watching a 3D movie in 2D when there's the parts that are so explicitly meant to be just an, a fun 3D moment. <laughs> yeah. But just looks so <laughs> terrible. Let's talk about this movie, shall we? Oh, I, oh sure. I'm not dreading it. I, I, I did, We didn't even... We didn't even riff this long for Fairytopia, and we didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So let's just get into it. Let's let's get into it. So there is no Kelly Shelley opening. I think those are completely abolished. They're gone. Can you set the location? Because I couldn't of, if I tried. Of where this takes The time place? and place, maybe? So my thought process is that this is like kind of loosely inspired by the Ice Queen or the Snow Queen which is a story folklore ballet type of deal um, that like also is loosely in, an inspiration for Frozen. Yeah, beat you to it again, Disney. Literally you thought you could you get to, to Rapunzel, again. got you by a decade. You thought yeah. you could get to this Ice Queen. It got didn't it. really actually. It, it doesn't There's really no have, Ice Queen in this. It doesn't really have anything to do she with it. She just likes but, ice. But like place and theme and stuff, I would imagine we're getting kind of Scandinavian- and it's, it's, I would say, the early 1800s and also 2004. Everything feels so unanimously like an American imagining what Scandinavia looks like in the early 1800s, plus Barbie wears jeans. Plus Barbie wears jeans, plus Barbie wears choker, plus Barbie wears bolero jacket. And so we, we all know she looks great in all of these. I know you guys were worried. Here's the update that you were waiting for before we get into deep Barbie's bar played by Barbie again. And she's back. She's back. We looked into it last time. She was actually being audited by the IRS for the filming of Fairytopia. So she couldn't. Oh yeah. Sorry. We didn't tell you that. But Barbie's back. She no wrongdoing. She paid too much taxes. It's what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She wanted uh, universal health care and tried to just pay for it. And they wouldn't let her. And they turned it down. No. Yeah. So the movie opens. She looks great in this one, though. She looks great in this one. The movie opens um, with the queen. Do you remember this? Because I didn't. I had to rewatch the opening sequence this morning. Oh, yeah. It opens with the queen, mm-hmm. who's Barbie's mom. Mm-hmm. And the dad, who is... 
maybe getting weakened at Bernie's. He looks like he's dead. <laughs> he looks like he died and is being propped up for this whole movie. Huh. Barbie ice skating, doesn't no, no, it? No, 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 no. It opens with the queen, and the queen's walking around her castle. And she, Annika, that's Barbie's name in this movie. And she doesn't answer. So she opens the door because Barbie has parents that don't respect her privacy. But she walks in and she's and she drops her birthday gift because Annika, Princess Annika's gone. And so then she goes over to the side of the room where there's this big rope and just starts. And that is the princess's missing bell, because as soon as she starts ringing that bell, everybody in the whole town is like, oh, no, the princess is missing. So I, I just like that they established a princess's missing bell. Right in her bedroom. She doesn't seem to, like, go missing in a diverse sort of category of ways. It seems like she's always ice skating every yeah, time she yeah, goes yeah, missing. Yeah. And to the point where the dad, when he hears the bell, is like, again? Yeah, yeah Barbie's got, Annika's got some sass, some spunk, and she's pretty, like, uh, decisive, I feel like. Yeah. You know, she's. I feel like she's a very active protagonist. So Barbie's ice skating. She meets a small boy named Eric. That's the only thing that no, happens. No, babe. It's a little. Shiver. Sparkle, sparkle. You completely forgot about Shiver. I did Everyone's completely favorite forget character. about Shiver. Bibble 2. Check for <laughs> punchable sidekick. Check for punchable sidekick. I like Bibble better than I like Shiver. I like Bibble better than I like Barbie Fairytopia. Bibble is Awful, but worth talking about. Yeah. And funny to do an impression of. And Shiver is a lost polar bear baby cub that Just hanging around while Barbie's cold. ice skating. And is cold all the time. So not a very good polar bear. So Barbie, you know, the townspeople love her. But I think they also are kind of annoyed. Probably that, like, the police have to keep showing up at their town ice skating lake. And take Barbie back to the castle. It does seem to kind of like grind things to a halt when that happens. But they like Barbie. They like Annika. She's a great ice skater. She takes kids around to skate with her. Can you imagine being little Eric? This real tiny Tim cholera looking kid <laughs> who's really bad at ice skating. And Barbie skates up to you and is like, will you skate with me? Well, Getting a little like snowball we're, we're still skipping some important up. stuff. Okay, let's hear it. Because she was just ice skating outside in the countryside, and then she returns, because everybody, we rung the bell. That's Princess true. Princess is missing, we come back. I'm not a baby anymore, big fight. Big fight. Then that night, she sneaks out to go. This is important so that you know that every bad thing that happens is her from fault. here on out is Barbie's fault. Uh, that didn't even register with this me. Is That's an why I was part. just skipping ahead. This is an important part of the story, is that Barbie knows it's all her fault because she snuck out. Is and and a... also when she's also the townspeople, I wouldn't say are like, we love you, Princess Annika. When she's they're all like, they like stop playing the music. Everybody kind of like parts the eyes. Well, she's they're the like princess. What are you doing here? You're right, though. She's sneaking out. They don't want to get pepper sprayed and beat up. You know, yeah, anybody could be accused of kidnapping of the kidnapping princess. Annika. That's so funny. Is this like a is this like a being socialized as a girl thing hmm. that you <laughs> Are, are trained to read this movie as like, well, if Barbie wouldn't have snuck out, I, none I, of this, this would I wrote a happen. lot of notes of like, this movie is interesting because I was, in, in my second watch, I, I was pinpointing a lot of things of like, 
All right, well, that kind of really messed with my brain chemistry, the way I, small child, interpreted this and the way it was interpreted for me. It did not even register to me. <laughs> yeah, it's an important element, seemed... is that it's all her fault. Okay, well, because a magical man... Yes. ...with heterochromia... Yeah. Heterochroma? Heterochromia. One of those two, where you got different colored eyes... Mm-hmm. Eyes? <laughs> and that's the only thing particularly hetero about him i would say <laughs> yeah we're leaning into the like gay villain stereotype yes that's pretty true. strongly here but man he slays it's hard i don't know i those of you who identify as a gay villain i know there's some of you out there listening let us know if you think this particular portrayal is offensive i i'm i'm not gonna make that call i like this character I had he's a crush the on worst him. he's like I had a big big crush on wenlock <laughs> Still do. He's he's a very well-dressed... I have two types. It's Wenlock and this man. He looks like he's playing the villain in a community theater Shakespeare production with a bigger budget than they should have. It's like what he kind of looks like. Mm -hmm. Goatee, mustache... Rides down on a griffin. He's really riding on that Lord Licorice energy for sure. He's literally riding a griffin, which is cool. That is cool. And he flies down from the sky, which I think... He was just going to do anyway. This has nothing I, to do I, with Barbie ice skating. I kind of like that it, it's her birthday. Yeah, he was just going to show up. And the and the second that it's his it's her birthday, he's showing up like Do we ding, hear ding. do we hear what age? I think it it's is? 18. I would hope so. I think it's literally it's the second s- the second she turns 18 when Locke's like Do they say that? I don't know. Cuz it could be could be 16. Any age. Could, could be, be 30. 14. If we want to get accurate. Could be 35. Could be 35. It's hard to tell with this gal. I think it's 18 because... I, I'm going to say it's 18. Yeah. For... We can do some math later sake. once we introduce a couple more characters in their supposed ages, but... That's true. He comes down and it's like, happy birthday, Annika. I'm gonna <laughs> she's m- like, thanks. Marry me. And I, personally, I would say yes. I'd be like, okay. This Barbie has, like, the least main character energy. Another Barbie in this situation would be like, I can't marry you. I'm I'm supposed to be the queen. I can't abandon my people. (laughs) And this Barbie's like, Ew, no. No. (laughs) What? No. Who are are you? Because she has... you know, personality and not to take away from um, Annika's like power and her like strong sense and the way that she stands up to him. But at this point, though, she's also wearing just like the cutest little like pink cupcake ice skating dress. And we didn't mention that, but I did just want to say Almost. That. this is maybe one of my favorite Barbie dresses is this sneaking out to go ice skating at night. Dress. She wears her hair up and I love it when Barbie wears her hair up in that big, huge donut bun. She yeah. looks incredible. But then she's just like, mm, no, you're gross. Almost every look Love is that. really good from her mm-hmm. anyways the king and queen come rushing down to be like no Winlock, get out of here and Winlock Stop. says want me to do it again and that's a weird thing for him to say yeah and then he doesn't do it again he doesn't do it again he freezes everybody else he freezes else. everybody else <laughs> again do again what you'll find out he freezes everybody else. Everyone in the town. Except for Barbie. And then it's like... You have three days think about or this it. is permanent. Let me know if you want to get yeah, hitched. I promise in three days the I can just thaw these guys out. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. A Pegasus shows up. Yep. And Pegasus Ex Machina swoops Barbie up and Hold flies on. her away. <sighs> yeah. 
like that. And takes her to a city in the cloud. Cloud Kingdom. Called the Cloud Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Cloud Castle. Cloud Castle of Cloud Kingdom. In the clouds. In the Cloud City. And not in Cloud City. You said Cloud That's, City first. I said a Cloud City. Cloud City, capital C, capital C. I is, said... That's where Lando, that's where Lando Calrissian lives. Okay. So we meet our next, next uh, milf, the beautiful older lady. She's the cloud queen. Yes. She's cool. She's got a lot of pegasi. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess who else is there? Who else is there? Friggin' Kelly. Yeah. We get the triplets again, but this is their best. I think this is them at their best because we get the triplets. They all have... Their own little hairstyles, their own little outfits, and they all have their own little Pegasus. And so this is, this is, we were talking about sleepover culture. Every single person had to pick which one of these little girls you are. And we all know that most of us are going to be the yellow and peach one because that one's like the least traditional and we all really like her. But I will say that the purple one, she's got her hair up in this huge ponytail. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But we did all pick the yellow one. Yeah, we did. Every single Every one of us. Every single one of person. us is like, duh, that one. A lot, we do get a lot of, of exposition up in the Cloud Kingdom, though, because we've got all of these pegasi, we've got the Cloud Queen, all of the little girls are like the colors of sunsets and sunrises, and so they actually control whether the sunsets and sunrises, and then also this pegasus named Brietta is... on sis. Pegasus. It took me... Dirt. Watching this movie at... At the beginning, you know, still hosting a party, say 40% like paying attention to this movie. It took pretty me like much, 30 seconds to figure out that the, the Pegasus minute, was Barbie's pretty sister. Pretty much the minute that she's like, hold on, and she gets on the Pegasus, then Will goes, oh, is that her sister? And every single girl in that room went, boom, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, Shut it up. Was, it was. Uh, this is not fun with you. It was not the early twist that yeah. I think they were hoping it to be, but it's cool. I like the setup that Barbie has a Pegasister. Pegasister. Hmm. Barbie's sister is a Pegasus. <laughs> Let's say that. And she is going to help because Homeboy also showed up presumably on her 18th birthday. Yeah. And instead of freezing everybody and making her decide in three days, he just turned her into Pegasus. Just turned her into left. a horse. And it didn't work. And so I guess he really sat on that and reflected. I think he was, I should have. Journaled about it for like 18 years and was like, okay, next time I'm going to freeze everybody else. We don't see her in human form for a long time, but she's beautiful. Yeah. She does go up to like a mirror and you can kind of. Yeah. Oh, we do kind of see, see her pretty now. quickly. She's got I think some strawberry blonde hair. Because she's... it, he's going after these very beautiful princesses. Mm-hmm. He has three wives already mm-hmm. and he turns them all into trolls. After he marries them. The most them. bodacious trolls you've ever seen, though. They're still hot. They're still hot trolls, but it's interesting that, like, that's his type. Is the only thing that you can... At first, you're like, ah, oh, these troll women slaves. How cruel of him to turn them into trolls. But if he's kidnapping, like, 2005's literal beauty ideal and wants to turn her into a troll before he marries her, I think that's just his taste. Yeah. You know? That might just be a Winlock thing. He has three wives. I th- you, you guys joked about it at some point in this because we cut back to his castle where he's talking to these women. Yeah. And then someone said, those are his wives. And I laughed. And I thought, that's funny. Nope. Who are these troll ladies? Those are his Canonically, wives. Canonically, he's married Canonically, to all three of wives. them. his wives. Yeah. Um, but we're up in the Cloud Kingdom. Back to the girlies. Oh, yay. We got sister is a horse. We got three days to unfreeze everybody or marry Winlock. Don't worry. 
Cloud Queen has a solution. What is it, Will? All of the little girls control some part of the day-night cycle. They're like day, night, and dusk or something. They have names like that. I think they're like all the colors of the changing sky. Sunrise, Because it's like, I'm lavender, and I'm amber, and I'm... Yeah, I know. And they agree to like hold the sun back from setting. Yeah. They like slow down time. Mm-hmm. Which is A little bit. literally the plot of the video game, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. The other thing is the Cloud Queen is like, hey, you can build a wand of light and that'll yeah. solve this. Using what? I'll oh, give you a hint. No, I've got it. You got it? Totally, I remember. Okay. An act of courage. No, but a courage, yes. A ditty that you can tap your feet to. Yeah. And a limerick, a dirty limerick. A dirty limerick. Yeah, like a naughty... With a little shot of espresso in it. <laughs> a naughty limerick. And um, then that's how you make the wand of light. No, it is a measure of courage. It is a ring of love. A ring of love. And a gem of ice lit by hope's eternal flame. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. So we go to a spooky forest. Brietta's like not so sure about trying to build this wand of light because she's tried before and has failed. But Barbie, like I said, she's pretty decisive. And Barbie has hands. she makes her mind to do something, she's going to do it. She also has thumbs. So we go to a spooky forest. I don't know. I don't remember why. We want to be in the spooky forest. I just assume, like, oh, we have a, vo- a voyage, if you will. So, spooky forest, stop one. In the spooky forest, we meet... Han Solo. Han Solo. We meet, like, every 16-year-old boy who has based their personality off of Han Solo. Yeah. Named this is Aiden. Aiden. Yes. And they they end up in some sort of trap Aiden cuts him loose. Also very Star Wars. Yeah. You know, Aiden's, Aiden's for sure is pretty Star Wars-y. Like, his costume um, looks like he, it's from Star Wars. He and Annika do not get along right away. Wow. Shiver, though, wants a piece of this man. Yeah. Shiver loves him. Um, But he's kind of just a jerk to Barbie and is like, peace out. Bye. He's, like, not a jerk. He's just kind of Han Solo-y to Barbie of, like, I'm only out for my own skin, kid. You're not going to survive out here because you're a dumb girl. You know how Han Solo is. You know is. how Han Solo is of, of like, you know, he's not a jerk. He just hates women. And he just hates women and doesn't think that she can succeed and in anything that she wants to do. And isn't going to be helpful or respectful in any way. Yeah. But he's not a jerk. Um, but he's really cute. So it's kind of it's kind of Shiver, Shiver falls into another trap. And Annika's like, oh, no, I got to go save him. Aiden's like, nope, you're going to literally die. I'll just stay here with your hot horse sister. And Annika goes, okay. And we end up where? Oh, where, the, where the, the tro- this is the Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Shrek's house. Shrek's house. It's, it's Shrek's house. Uh-huh. Like, watch this movie just to this point where you see they took the 3D model of Shrek's house. It's exactly, it's like the tree trunk and everything. Uh-huh. And Shrek lives there. Uh-huh. And he says, hey, what are you doing in my house? Yep. Like Shrek does. Like Shrek does. And there's this... Ollie. There's this fun moment where he's much bigger than Barbie. Oh, yeah. Which kind of does make you wonder if canonically these are all Barbie-sized people. (laughs) Because he's throwing carrots into the pot that are approximately the length of Barbie. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think that big people can just grow bigger crops. I, just, I, 
assumed that they were like big giant Alaskan fruits and vegetables. I just don't think crops grow to like match the size of the mouth of the one who planted them. Huh. And so I think here's my theory. Okay. Shout out to Laurel for chatting this up with me. I think they're all Barbie sized in all of these movies, <laughs> in every single one. All of these movies. And they're a setup in Nutcracker. So in, in Nutcracker, does Except she shrink to she Polly starts, Pocket size? Yes, she starts as Barbie sized. And then she gets shrinked down. To like a Lego minifigure? To like one of the like micro figures. Like a even smaller figure. than I would say. Uh. Much smaller than a minifigure. Like they're tiny. They're kind of honey I shrunk the kids in Nutcracker. <laughs> so Barbie's in Barbie Nutcracker is probably like three or four atoms tall. And in this one, they're all Barbie size except for uh, Ollie. Shrek. Shrek. Who is human-sized. Interesting. And tries to eat Barbie. And this is where the movie turns into an adaptation of That's Homer's Iliad. The Odyssey. Are those the same thing? No. You're right. Related, though. We're talking about the one with Odysseus, yeah? Totally. Yeah, Odyssey. This You're right. Might be. This is the Odyssey mm-hmm. where Odysseus has to trick the Cyclops into not eating him. With riddles and mind games. Mm-hmm. Except Barbie just kind of emasculates it's, this it's guy. It's such a sleigh. It's like, if you were actually like, a big, strong troll. I literally was just with another Shrek, and he was way stronger than you. Yeah, he could rip I the bet, door off of the hinges. I bet you can't tie yourself to your house and destroy your entire home and let us go because you're not strong enough. And it works like and a it works, charm. It works like a charm. And then she takes her little hair ribbon out. Kind of gets them out of the big pot that they're in. They escape. And then as soon as she gets back, Brietta's like, how did you escape? And she's like, oh, I just with this little ribbon. And then the ribbon turns into a staff because what? That's a measure of courage. It's just as tall as she is. A measure of courage. They felt really good about that. Yeah. About that connection. Measure. I hardly know her. So we've got the staff. This movie is structured in D&D structure. It's like, it's three fetch quests before you go fight the final boss. That's a great way to make a movie. I think I told you that when we were watching this. Yeah. Could you host a Barbie-themed D&D session? So then we go to the shop. We have our, our measure of courage, but we really don't know what to do about a ring of love. Aiden's in at this point, by the way. Or a gem of eyes lit by hope's eternal flame. Yeah, the, the he witnesses one miracle and he's kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm with you. Let's go visit... Let's go visit Ferris. And Ferris is this nasty little pervert that owns a little merchant shop type deal. In the forest. And they're they're just going to try and get some information about the gem of ice lit by Hope's Eternal Flame. Ferris tells them where to find it. He said that somebody had been looking for it before. Some spooky man. Anyways, so they go to Ferris and he gives them information about where to find this ice crystal. Thing. They go to try and find the ice crystals. It's in this big mountain. They all the snow off of the side where they see a carving of the directions for how to go and get Celtic your very runes. own your very own ice crystal. And it says, take only what you need, but never from greed, which is another thing that I was like, maybe that did some bad things to my brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a college freshman, I was like, mm, I don't really need a pillow. <laughs> 
That's greed. I'll just use a bag of menstrual pads because that's comfy. Yeah. And I think if actually Barbie if I was going it. to track it back to like what was the inciting incident for being like, uh, do I need blankets? Do I need a bed? It's probably this movie. Aiden is a gambling addict, which was a much heavier subject than I was expecting. His He ran away from home because he gambled away his family's fortune. Yeah. And it's now like, huh. This piece of ice is probably worth a lot of money. He's kind of a jerk, and he has a past. Sign me Ladies. up. Ladies, is Aiden the hottest? He, he's the most interestingly written dude, but I like the princess and the pauper princes better. He's he's just got this like edgelord kind of vibe that I know, is not but he's kind authentic. Of the first, he's kind of the first one to not be like perfect Ken doll guy. And I, I appreciate that. But yeah, so so Annika takes her ice crystal and Aiden goes to take an ice crystal too. And she's like, you can't do that. That's not allowed. We're going to destroy this whole, it's going to close in on us. And But he takes it and he's fine because he does need it to reconcile with his family. But then Shiver, Shiver takes like 25 ice gems. And so then the ice gem factory mountain starts to explode. Shiver so has we, a lot more gambling debts. Than yeah, Aiden. so we all got to get on Brietta and escape, and we do. But man, it's spooky, and this sequence in 3D slays. Just lots of ice and gems. This sequence in 2D, pretty mid. Kind of pretty mid, but it's not for that, you know? Anyways, we're super cold, super exhausted. How are we going to get a ring of love? Don't worry, it's easy. Brietta just takes off her tiara when yeah. we're all gathered around the fire catching our breath and she's like could you weld this into a ring of love and Hayden's like oh yeah I could so okay this, we've is, made camp. this is interesting so this is not following Dungeons and Dragons rules because if this was like a, the style of play that is encouraged by D&D you would need to like go to the place where the ring is and everyone knows that and accomplish the task to do it this is following the rules of play that, like, young people do before you enter your D&D phase, which is more structured, of, like, we need a ring of love. And the person on the playground is like, I have this hairband. It's ring-shaped. <laughs> like, whoa, you've had the ring of love the whole, the time. whole time. That's how the logic of this movie yes. works. And it's kind of nice, but her... Crown is the ring of love. Yeah, so Aiden blacksmiths this into a wand of light, and it's beautiful. And it works. It works, actually. The next morning, we, we catch a little glow from the tippy-tallest mountain, shoots through the ice, activates it, bada-bing, bada-boom, your sister's not a horse anymore. Wenlock also swings by Ferris's merchant to be like, hey, is anybody, anybody particularly horse-shaped or Barbie-shaped come through here? He's like, nah, it's a little fuzzy. And he keeps giving him money to give him more and more information about where Annika and Aiden, Brietta, and Shiver are. He does. You seen any Barbies lately? You seen any Barbies lately? And then Winlock turns him into a rug. Do you have a Winlock impression? Sorry to keep putting you on the spot, but I just remembered that Winlock has a crazy voice. This, does, is, this vocal performance is Oh, uh, I can wild. hear it. I don't know if I can, especially once he turns him into a rug and he's like... And then he's a rug, and he's now everyone can walk all over you, something like that. That's pretty good. You gave him, I think, a bit more European flair than that. I know, and he should be. That's my petition: is that Winlock should be twenty percent more European than he is. It's the only now everyone can 
can walk on. There's something, there's like a growl there. Because I can't what's, do it. yeah. The I don't think this is good content either. <laughs> carry on. He turns him into a rug. Uh oh. Now when Lonk knows where everybody is, then we kind of get into a little bit of a fighty fight for some reason with the gang. Where Aiden leaves. Aiden's like, peace out. And, and they're, he's a little miffed with her for making Brietta carry her all this way and all that good stuff. So anyways, now we're flying. We get some magic horses from the Cloud Kingdom so that Brietta and Annika can fly somewhere. Not magic. Just Pegasus. Just Pegasus. Pegasi. Pega people. What? Um, Wenlock shows up, though, knocks Brietta unconscious. Don't worry, though. Annika has the Wand of Light, but she uses it. She's like, destroy him, and it doesn't work. So then Wenlock laughs at her and stuffs her underneath an avalanche. Aiden comes and True. saves her. We go to the Cloud Kingdom. Please wake up. I need you. He, She wakes up. We're like, okay, time to go fight Winlock at his house, which we do. Take it away. I, I don't really have anything else to say. So they go to this final confrontation and Barbie converts Winlock's three wives to the cause. She turns them against their not-so-loving husband. And it takes quite a bit of convincing mm-hmm. before they maybe seem to realize that they don't like this setup. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to be kidnapped That's and forced syndrome, into plural marriage. Yeah. And she, like, Wanda lights it and has this kind of, like, hard time getting it to work again. You know, getting dunked on. But once she finally gets this thing to work, and she does do this very, like, exorcism-like command <laughs> with the staff of, like, in the name of my parents and, and the, the love, love of, of my, my people, people. <laughs> I command you to die or whatever. She does some like very powerful spell. Yeah. Gets a great. I'll do all of Wenlock's spells. Yeah, she does a great. She gets a great dress, of course, when she gets the wand of flight. Mm-hmm. I loved this dress. It's a good dress. I gasped. I said it before. I'll say it again. Audible gasp. It's a good dress. And then. I really. It's not my jam, but it's a good dress. She does. The thing, the worst thing you could do to a person in a Barbie movie. Make, make him bald. Makes him <laughs> unconventionally attractive. Makes him balding. He gets a little bit shorter. Uh-huh. A little bit more of a belly. And some male pattern baldness. Yeah. And that ends Rough it for him right over. there. He's and like, then his You're wives right. are hot again, and they just bully him <laughs> and forever. Then, I and love that they're like, let's stay married. <laughs> and you have to do everything for us forever. Yeah, they kind of just flip the tables on him, but yeah. I think they genuinely found love for each other yeah, in I this think, experience and uh, bonded in their trauma. Sure. And they definitely take it out on Winlock, who really has only come up as is like he has made a bit he less has to attractive. Get pedicures for the rest of his life. That's this movie. And Her and Aiden that's like That's it. Aiden goes back, we can together. with his family, but he doesn't he doesn't have his crystal anymore because he had to give it to Barbie to defeat sure. Wenlock. But that's okay because his parents still love him anyways. Yeah. Even he lost all of their money. They're totally cool with it. They're just happy to see him again. And he's like, oh, by the way, here's my girlfriend here's my, on a Pegasus. Here's my wife. She's the princess. And then we go ice skate in the Cloud Castle. Yeah. And Brietta and the Cloud Queen just kind of stand there and enjoy the heterosexual ice skating dancing. And yeah. are just kind of gay over But they're there. witnessing. <laughs> but they're I, witnessing I think it. Brietta is ace. That's Arrow Ace representation right there. Baby. And yeah, she's really great for that. Yeah. 
and an icon. But it, it just wraps up nicely. Like, they beat the guy, and then they fall in love. And they save everybody, and mm-hmm. and the, and they do ice skating now in the sky instead of with all the poor people yes. on the ground. Yeah, great bloopers this time around. We got great bloopers. bloopers again. My favorite thing is that Ollie, the Shrek man, his like kind of recurring bit in the bloopers is just that he like is an actor, and is like taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, that's like a really show up good. for one day, a shooting actor. That was my favorite part too. Yeah, there's a couple recurring bits of him like. Being a classically trained actor. I just, I don't know if this line, Ollie, like, like, lunch. I'm like, can I, I don't really know if it's, like, saying what I want to say. And and that director is, Barbie is like, no. (laughs) In all of the shots, in the bloopers, every person behind the camera is a woman. Like a... A director, the film crew, the the DP. Yeah, the, like, in-universe director and DP are both women. Well, they're all Barbie. But in real life, they were not women. No. <laughs> Let me tell you that. But I thought that was a weird choice. Uh, I think it would be a nice choice if there were any other women that worked on if this movie. If women actually worked on the movie, that <laughs> would be awesome. If any woman besides Brie Larson worked on this movie. Yeah, great end credit song by that Brie Larson. That Brie Larson. Look it up. Yeah. Hope Has Wings. Hope Has Wings, performed by Brie Larson. You want a little sneak up for a little snack break? Yeah. I think for snack, I want to wake everybody up Hmm. with a thin mint milkshake. It's Girl Scout season, and we can just blend some of those up in some mint chocolate chip ice cream. And you know what? It might wake parents up, but I got cool parents. They'll probably want some milkshake. Yeah, it's true. Let's do it. I want one. Okay, let's go. Ding, ding, order up. And we're back. Hello. Hello. Finance make a great milkshake. Yeah. Pro tip from the podcasters. You heard it here first. So uh, this week I was kind of torn between what I wanted to do for my segment. So I'm just going to do both kind of rapid fire. Um, the first thing that I was thinking about was just Pegasus, which in this movie is just, like, it really gets down to the basics of, like, these horse are horses with wings. with wings. They don't have magic. They're fun colors. But that's just kind of a, kind of it. And I feel like Pegasus have been such associated with, like, girl movies and girl fairy tales mm-hmm. and girl play. And I was just kind of curious about, like, wh- like, what... Is there anything in this movie that relates to, like, the mythology and the history of Pegasus? Pegasi? It's their family crest. Um... And is there anything that kind of makes Pegasus for girls, I guess? Yeah. So just, um, and I didn't really do like a ton of good research. I read all the Percy Jackson books and I did a quick Google search. So those of you who are like super deep into mythology, shout out corrections as you feel the need to. First of all, one thing that I learned, when you first Google like Pegasus and you're looking, you know, for kind of the background of that, Google has this very helpful, like, drop-down arrow of, like, what species is Pegasus? And I was like, oh, that's oh, kind of interesting. Like, what, what kind of horse is it? And you just click it and it just says winged horse. Which yeah, I, you thought for a Pegasus, second. Pegasus, I learned, is actually a guy. It's just oh. the one. So, so Pegasus, for girls, um, was born of the blood of Medusa. And so this, this boy, Pegasus, this boy horse man, 
His name is Pegasus. Is he a boy or is he a horse? He's a horse. He is a winged horse. Like that is his, his species is winged horse. His name is Pegasus. Mm-hmm. But Brietta is not a Pegasus. She's a winged horse related to like, the Adam and Eve of, of Pegasi, Pegasus. Like I guess. Pegasus was a winged horse. Mm-hmm. Brietta is also a winged horse. Also a winged horse. But it really, so it really should be Barbie and the Magic of Winged Horse. Let's just talk briefly about our girly pop, Pegasus. Because again, I just wanted to see if, if there's anything that is, is resembled in this movie at all. Um, and what makes this guy so so feminine, so flirty, so for girls. So like I said, he was born of the blood of Medusa when she was slain. Um, so like Pegasus's parents are Medusa and Poseidon. Um, because it is said that Poseidon looked like a horse when he was seducing Medusa and those of you that are familiar with that story know that seducing is a really generous word to use there. So anyways, that, you know, when I think about that, I really think about mm-hmm. cute lavender pegasi. Yeah. He's, um, pe- all horses are like Poseidon's shtick, right? Yeah, yeah. This I just, Pegasus is so metal. And I, I really feel like Pegasus is cool and should be established as cooler in media that we have today. More cool Pegasus. Yeah. He's associated with Perseus and saving Andromeda. Oh, cool. Um, so just flying around with the head of his mother, because he uses the, the Gorgon kill, to, to okay, kill like, yeah, a sea yeah. monster. Um, and then he's also associated with Bellerferon, and I was like, okay, let's see what this guy has. And Bellerferon um, slayed the Chimera, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe Winlock is kind of associated with like a Chimera, but it is. I think it is just more of a griffin. Because a chimera is like a goat lion thing, and so I was like, maybe, maybe. but no, I don't think so. I don't think this movie really has anything to going. do with like Pegasus in media. The man, other than it's a winged horse. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that Pegasus was the like proper noun of that guy in mythology. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is the music used. There's some great music. Um, used for this Barbie movie, although I wouldn't say that it's like extremely standout in in the variety of classic music that we use for other Barbie movies. Um, so in this one, we see we see we hear um, Symphony Number no. Six by Beethoven. Who did that? Is it Beethoven? I don't know. Oh, he did write at least six symphonies. I think he symphony. did. Okay, yeah, it is Be- Beethoven's Sixth Symphony. Is um, that the? Da-na-na-na. I think it might be in there. I think that's Beethoven yeah. 6. Um, but I was interested in this one because I was like, this music is very familiar. And I've also, we've also heard, if if you're a Fantasia stan, I feel like this is not the first time I've brought up Fantasia. Yeah. Um, a fan A fan. A Stantasia. This, this music, so Pastoral, or Symphony Number no. 6 by Beethoven, mm-hmm. is also used in Fantasia to depict uh, Pegasus. And like winged horses. Okay. And also like centaurs. And it's, it's like a... It, there's some, a lot of, like, racist stuff that was edited out of this one, if you know which one I'm talking about. But there's a lot of Pegasus, and I was like, okay, like, does this musical symphony have anything to do with Pegasus? Or did we just kind of take, we, me, Barbie, did we take that from Fantasia and just kind of clip these two pieces of music with the imagery of Pegasus? And I found that there was, like, a lot of stuff about, like, satyrs and, like, playing the pipes and stuff, but there's nothing on Pegasus. So I do think that they kind of just took inspiration from Fantasia, Fantasia, which is okay. What a great thing to take inspiration from. But I thought that that was interesting. We were also using Grieg's Morning, which is the like, uh. 
movie. But I thought that this movie uses it really well because it's it's only used for a little bit when we're looking for the mount that can light Hope's eternal flame by catching the sunlight through the snow. And, you know, you know. The Indiana Jones it. part. The Indiana Jones part. But I didn't even notice it because I feel like that music is kind of cartoony, hokey. It's morning music. But I think that they use it, they, they kind of Barbie and magic of pegasus it so that it feels actually, like, really evocative during that part. So I liked that. Um, and then this also uses, for Wenlock, um, Hayden's Surprise. And I don't know, how much, do you know about this, this piece? Um, it's when they decided to bring him back to play Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> yeah. Hayden yeah. Christensen's. It's a big surprise. He was the sequel great to too. Hayden Christensen saves Christmas. So I I don't I, I don't know how how commonly this story is told. I also don't know if it's true, and I didn't look it up because I don't want to know. Um, but Hayden is a composer um, and an actor. And <laughs> Hayden with a Y. This one's Hayden yeah, with a y. I know. Does Hayden Christensen spell his name? I y? think so. I did not know that. Well, anyways. He also writes symphonies, and the story goes that he got, like, really pissed off because people would come to listen to his music, but his audiences would fall asleep. And so he wrote this piece, um, and it's, like, very lilting, very quiet, kind of has, like, a lullaby quality to it. And so it's, like... I know this one. You know that one? And then it keeps going really nice and soft. And he like goes really, really loud and it would Got wake him. up every single person in the audience. And I thought that that was kind of a fun fun little thing to use for, for Wenlock. But those are the musical motifs in there. There's, um, another, there's another one that I remember. What's that? In the Hall of the Mountain King. Oh, yes, is there is there also in the Hall of the Mountain King. Yeah. So they're using, there's like... I, I think I prefer a Barbie movie that kind of sticks to, like, one symphony or one ballet or one artist, even. And this one's kind of using kind of a little Einstein's feel. We're just kind of all over the place with this one. But I think that the choices that they used were effective. They don't, like, stand out a ton unless you're, like, looking for them. I feel like these ones are ones that you notice if you already know that music and are looking for it. And it I don't think it necessarily, like, shapes your idea about, like, Hayden or Beethoven or, or Grieg. But I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. And Pegasus is just the one guy. That's all I have for you. We have big news this week. It's really hard to be us. <laughs> Our lives are so hard, everybody, because we have a Barbie podcast that 10 of you really like. And you guys also like sending us all of the Barbie stuff that comes out, which is Correct. Good. This is a formal pat on the back, high five, kiss on the forehead. Keep the Barbie content coming. But we are professionals and we've saved ourselves for you, listener. We have not watched Barbie teaser trailer two yet. I think and we're the it's only been people. so hard. We're the only people in the world. And let me tell you, my algorithm. Is, leans pretty Barbie heavy these days. Mm -hmm. It's hard to scroll without the Barbie trailer that Pink Warner Brothers without logo autoplaying. Without a, I've heard, I've heard hi Barbie. <laughs> I know a lot of times. Sometimes I just scroll multiple times to like see the the Pink Warner Bros symbol, but I, I don't go any further than that. I'm a weak man. Yeah. And I did look at all of the character posters. Oh yes. Which defo looks so good. Margot Robbie. Uh, tag yourself. Which which one are you? <laughs> I do think I'm unfortunately Michael Sarah. 
as Alan. There's only one Alan. And I think dibs, okay. on, dibs, dibs on the Dua Lipa mermaid. This That's is me. just that the, one's me. This is just the character no posters that, that we're going off of but right I'm now. Robbie, <laughs> and the tagline from us. I think we're going to get some story information in this trailer. But I think I really like how literally it's leaning into the Barbie ness. Kate McKinnon is like the busted baby sister Barbie with the marky yes, marker on her face her and her hair the, and makeup design because we I mean I've only seen it in the in her little face poster. Do you remember her? But the marker and the tagline. Um, that she's like, permanently she's in the splits. She's always in the splits. I think that's really a nice touch. I'm I'm so excited about it. And all the Kens are just Ken. It's a great reversal on, you know, every other movie ever made where all the guys are interesting and unique and diverse characters and Margot Robbie's hot in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really like that. Yeah. And just blatantly being they like... They really worked so hard men. to make Emma Mackey not look like Margot Robbie, huh, everybody? They, they, did a, they did a bad job. All right, let's go see they what did, my... They did, they did their best. What's my doggy doing? Rachi? Hi, everyone. Will's busy. Sorry, Will's busy. So now it's just my podcast. Welcome. Um, uh, did you guys hear about this? Did you guys hear about this? Weird, huh? No, I know. Like, literally, that's what I was saying. But... Yeah. Oh, hi. Hello. I brought Crunchy. Hello, Crunchy Tense. We're doing a podcast, so you gotta be quiet, okay? Our dog's here in the studio. Because he was... He was yelling. He was having a tough time out there. He heard us talking about the Barbie trailer without him. But he's here now. I think... So, we saved ourselves. We're gonna watch this trailer now. You're probably not gonna listen to us watch this trailer. You're probably not going to hear it. Maybe we maybe we'll upload the live reaction somewhere, but by the power of editing, we'll come back and tell you our thoughts in just a second. But any predictions from you? I think that Michael Sarah as Alan I think he's the antagonist of this movie. I think so too. I think There's only one Alan. I think he's the villain. Yeah. That's an evil sweater vest. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm worried about Alan and Midge. They look like they're not doing so hot. Let's watch. I will cede my time to Rio for the first comment. So I was worried because everybody talks about Barbie going into the real world, right? But I was like, but Barbie World looks so fun. And I'm worried that we're not going to get to really explore Barbie World as much as I want to. But this makes me very, very hopeful. It seems like there's going to be a lot of Barbie World content, which I'm very excited about. It was a lot. We're getting at least like a whole act in there Uh and probably coming back to it at the end or staying in there for a lot of it. How would you describe Barbie Land? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's it is for those of you who haven't seen it. Perfect. It's pink. It's perfect. It's very pink. Everyone's really super hot. Yeah. There's water, but not really. I liked the like, you know, when play sets in the early 2000s just had 
like a drawing of a pool mm-hmm. on the bottom of the playset. It looked like that, but yeah. the slide is functional. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of doll referential humor. It's good. Made for adults who played with these dolls as kids. That's exactly what you want. And, you know, Barbie taking her foot out of the shoe and... I'm also so curious it now move, that she's stays. driving away from Palm Springs Barbie Land. Is how similar is is this just way better? Don't worry, darling. That it looked is it so much like Don't Worry, Darling. Way to me. better, Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> I think this is Don't Worry, Darling for girls. <laughs> is exactly this premise, but the very old, very tired, exact same version of it that we've seen in Fifty Twilight Zone episodes, with like no unique twist other than the technology has gotten more advanced Mm -hmm. and this is don't worry darling with a thesis and for girls one thing about girls movies too i feel like especially like fantasy world girls movies is like episode one is like fantasy girl comes to the real world or, or movie one is fantasy girl comes to the yeah, real world. Enchanted. And then in in the in movie number two, I go to Fantasy World. Yeah. Where you have a human undercover. So I'm just saying if, if that's Greta, what's going on here, Greta, give me a call. If you need a let me know. A Rio for you Barbie need me Two. In Barbie World for Barbie Two, you know? I think this movie is gonna be dangerous because I think I'm gonna lose my girlfriend forever. I think we're going to go into Barbie and I think Rio's going to come out and enter like a yellow wallpaper sort of catatonic state until I can take her to Barbie land, which will never exist. And I think, I think she's going to enter a genuine sort of, I, that's where I'm from. That's where I belong. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to go home to there. Yeah. Because if, if I could take Rio there and let her live there, I would. That is that is the place that was made for you. How, hey, Mattel. What, well, one, one thing that I feel really good about is that, like, Barbie, like, the Mattel Instagram account and TikTok account are also, like, promoting this movie. Which, those are, like, primarily platforms that I think they're, they're following as, like, kids. And so I think that... What I'm hopeful is that, like, this will be a really, really fun movie and it's for adults... But, it, but kids can watch this and still really enjoy it. And it doesn't, like, ruin your concept of Barbie. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then also, Mattel, how long until a Barbie... And how long until Barbie Land? How long until Barbie Water Park? It feels like Michael it's Land's got, coming. like, eight. So how long until we get one, huh? It feels like Universal's how about gonna... One for- Universal Studios just needs to plow down Simpsons Land. There's or- no... <laughs> The place, the Dr. Seuss village. Yeah, think, we don't need it. I think Dr. Seuss. Get him out of here. You know, you write some great rhymes. One fish, two fish, you hate, red fish, Barbie But fish. Dr. Seuss, for sure, hates women. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Barbie could write McElligot's pool. But. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dr. Seuss could, could never direct this movie. No. Barbie if land. Mario gets a land and. Barbie's movie. Mario has a land. I can promise Bar- Barbie's movie is going to be a lot better than Mario's movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, Blackjack Barbie would be good, though. It's too bad he was already busy, huh? I only feel even more certain that Michael Sarah is the villain in this movie. He shows up for one shot. 
And we've also got like corporate Will Ferrell. And Ooh, I, I think, think it's, it's established a, to be the it's bad a MacGuffin. guy. But it's, it's a setup. It's, yeah. It's a setup. He's he's fine. Because this movie was paid for by doll making corporations. They're not going to make themselves the bad guys. Are we going to get... Last question. Ugh. Are we going to get like a zoom out? Is this movie going to end and reveal that it was like just a, girl, a little girl playing with her Barbies? I hope not. I yeah, hope that not. would suck, right? I hope not. I want to believe. I want to I want escapism. Mm-hmm. What if it zooms out and it's Greta Gerwig? Nope, that's also bad. Don't put don't don't get meta with this. It's already so meta. That's my one request. What is going on? I don't know. I don't care. I either either. Okay, I will say the trailer was better than I expected it to be. Better than I hoped it would be. That was that was the one that really feels like this is going to be the movie we wanted it to be. I'm I hope so. And I'm excited. Can we watch it again? Yeah, we can watch it again. I'll fire it up right now. We're back from a second viewing. Margot Robbie is the Barbie of our generation. She's perfect. Mm-hmm. She's playing this note perfect. And so is Ryan Gosling. I know. I, I Listen, I was a little skeptical about Ryan Gosling, but this is winning me over. And I love them together. Mm-hmm. They're good. I Like, it could have very easily been Kenza Moron... And Barbie needs to find out that she's a little bit, that she deserves better, mm-hmm. you know? But Ken's a moron and Barbie loves him. Yeah, because I think it's... <laughs> and it's so good. Yeah. They, and he loves her. You can tell. I, I'm, I'm glad it doesn't feel like she's like babysitting him thus far. You Not know? at all. Yeah. Which is good. They're, they are partners. Yeah. And that feels really fun. Because the tagline right there, she's everything, he's just Ken. Which is, like, not an indictment of Ken. No, he's just Ken. He's just Ken. But Ken's such a good thing to be. And Ken is such a great thing to be. Ken is a great thing to be. I like, be this ball. is genuinely such a fun reimagining of society. Uh-huh. Of, like, here, okay, boys, y'all were in charge for a while. He's a matriarchal society. Where you can just Where drive. women are in government, and you guys get to just go hang just out at the be beach. Hot. Just be hot. Yeah. Like, letting men be what they think they're letting women be (laughs) (laughs) is, like, very compelling. Also, how many musical numbers? There's, Ah. there was some choreography in there, guys, with at least two different locations in dance. Is this thing a musical? I hope so. I I bet this will be on Broadway Mm -hmm. in 25 years. You okay? Uh, July is so far away. How many dancing princesses would you give Barbie <laughs> and the Magic of Pegasus? Eight. I'll also give it an eight. I totally agree with that. Solid movie. Really eight solid out of twelve. Movie. Oh, Ugh. it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be here before you even know it, my love. <sighs> Oh, I'm just so happy they're doing this for me. Oh, I'm going to read a letterbox review. Okay. From our friend Jake, who watched this movie with us. Oh, nice. He gave it three stars. Oh, nice. There's always hope. Barbie. That's the quote that shows up at the end of every Barbie movie in the credits. Um, I think it does change sometimes. Oh, it does change sometimes. 
It's been there's always hope more than once. I think so. Which is apparently just a great thing that Barbie once said. Yeah. Because uh, it's like the last thing you see. Francesca pointed out a really funny moment um, with this five-star review, which is the Queen of the Clouds says, It's built from a measure of courage, a ring of love, and a gem of ice lit by hope's eternal flame. To which Barbie says, That's only three things! <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Barbie's really good Girl at this power. one. This is this is like one of the Barbies that Greta Gerwig is like playing off of. Um, Sarah, with a three-star review, pointed out something that I also felt, which um, Sarah says, the scene with the giant felt so much longer when I was younger. And I agree. I, I was kind of surprised how quickly this movie clips. It moves so fast. We have like the the wand of light. By, like, the midpoint in the movie. Another, people are just really loving to quote this movie in the reviews. Two and a half stars from the emoji of a, a soap. Aiden says, listen, I think. Barbie, don't. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag she told him. Hashtag zinger. Hashtag ouch. Hashtag that's gotta hurt. Phoebe with three stars, uh, which I think is such a fair rating for this movie on Letterboxd. It's a good movie. Three and a half for me. Phoebe said, those three wives at the end invented feminism. They did. They, they later, it's, you know how the, some movies end with like each character's picture and then it says what they went on to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like in 1921, Winlock's three wives helped secure the vote for women in the United States Which of America. Which isn't that so accurate because it was polygamist women that were really right up there. So true. Votes for women. Utah history, man. Utah history. Those Let's go. polygamist women. Let's go. Learned that they. <laughs> what is it about? polygamy that like really makes feminism an important value to let's you, bring it back i'm not gonna go on record with that um <laughs> I don't all the girlies in polygamy are like maybe we should invent feminism anyway anyway thanks for having a little sleepover with us mm-hmm. when's your mom picking you up oh she's outside okay i was actually hoping that we could play a little mario party for we could just play next time yeah well Tell your mom thanks for letting you sleep over. Hey, next week, everybody, we'll be back with Mermania. And we've got some hot new segments that we're excited yes. to debut. Yeah. So there's some fun stuff coming out in the next episode. Be sure so to tune in. Please be there. Don't let the fact that it's Barbie Fairytopia Mermania scare you away. I think it's going to be good. I think there's some good stuff. I think I'm going to like this one. I think I think there's going to be some good stuff. I think I, there's no way you make Fairytopia and you don't learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Well, so, they this made one's the same movie be good. like four more times after it, so we'll see. <laughs> well, well, see you on July 21st, 2023.